Welcome to the Quality Meet Scotland podcast. Industry updates and best practice to promote, support, develop and protect the Scottish red meat sector. Hello and thanks very much for choosing to listen to this. I'm Mark Stephen. It's not often described as such, but farming is a caring profession. When you think about it, farmers care for the land, they care for their livestock, they care for their families. And on the whole, they're pretty good at that. What they're very often not good at is caring for themselves. Self-care is far, far down the to-do list, if it's on the list at all. This week, we're going to be talking about a scheme from New Zealand that's called FarmStrong, and it describes itself as a nationwide well-being programme for the rural community. Now, joining me today, uh, John Scott, who's a fourth-generation farmer. John farms in Easter Ross with his wife Fiona and their four children. They've got 3,500 breeding ewes and 250 beef cows. They sell genetics and high-quality Scotch lamb and beef to various outlets. And they also have renewables and malting barley. Good morning, John. How are you doing? Morning. I'm well, thank you. Um, how are you? Not bad at all, thanks. Not bad at all. Thanks for agreeing to do this. And Gerard Vaughan is FarmStrong's project lead and spokesperson. Gerard helped design and establish the programme in 2015 and oversees its research and education initiatives. He also delivers FarmStrong workshops and presentations, turning the science of well-being into practical tools and resources for farmers. Morning, Gerard. How are you? Oh, uh, well, actually, good evening. And kia ora from uh, New Zealand, Mark. And the same back. It's nine o'clock in the morning here. What time is it with you? Uh, just after eight o'clock in the evening. Yeah, it's quite civilised then. That's no great problem at all. Gerard, if most farmers looked after their stock as badly as they look after themselves, they'd be out of business in a year. How would you respond to that? Well, yeah, I'd flip that around and say if they looked after themselves and prioritised it as well as they do their land stock and machinery, uh, they're going to have a very long career in farming and they're going to have a really enjoyable uh, career in farming. One of the taglines for FarmStrong is, is live well to farm well. So explain to me, how does it work? What's the idea behind it? The central idea behind FarmStrong is, is pretty much what you, you know, you started opening this saying that, you know, farmers don't prioritise looking after their well-being as, as well as they do their land, stock and machinery. And so at the heart of FarmStrong is really providing, sharing the science of well-being and the wisdom of farmers who do that well with other farmers uh, so they can actually perform better on the farm, they can live well, and uh, and they can farm well. John, you got involved in this through a New Zealand farmer called Doug Avery. I've actually met Doug, uh, but for those who haven't, who is he and what was he doing in Scotland? Doug Avery came over uh, to Scotland in 2018, myself and, and Nina Clancy and Alan Laidlaw from Ross got involved and Ross sponsored him to come across and do a tour speaking to Scottish farmers and we were blown away by the the, the response we got. We expected, we, we hoped we had got a thousand people to come and hear over 14 events but we had over 2,000 and on the very last day I said to him, well what, what do we need to do next? What, what should we, we do to, to help support the communities next? And he said, go and have a look at Farmstrong. And I went onto the website and, and filled in the, the survey on the website and I immediately thought, yeah, wow, this would, this would really make a difference over here. So Doug was talking about his, his experience with mental health and, and, he, and he had written a book and he's talking about resilience. And, and when you think about it, it's a huge moment him coming across and the way he, he spoke and he just opened up and opened up about some feelings that we don't talk about, as, as, and especially as men in it. 
in our industry. We don't talk about how we feel. And, and he really broke down those barriers and, and allowed us to, to talk more about it. So it's just really important we carry on. And, but Farmstrong is much more than about mental health. It's about, it's about everything to do with well-being and, and living well. What was it that particularly attracted you to it? I know myself that I, there are times in the year that I push myself to the limit and beyond physically and mentally. And I know I get into a rut. I get addicted to farming. I, For example, in the springtime, I'm working so hard that I just don't look after myself. And at some stage, something's going to break. And I, I know that I need to form better habits so I can get more from my life. I think I'm guilty of of living to work rather than working to live. And I, and I would be a, repres- a good representation of the majority of Scottish farmers. And I think I know my work-life balance isn't right, and it's still not right. Having been involved with Farmstrong for a, for a couple of years, I'm still struggling with it, but I, I'm, I'm committed to making a changes both to myself and helping the industry through getting involved in the steering group to bring Farmstrong over here. Gerard, is there a perception problem here? I mean, people think about farming and it's, it's an active life, it's an outdoor life, therefore it must be healthy. Uh, well, actually, that's true. There's, there's lots of really healthy aspects of farming. One farmer who's uh, he's a, he's about this, he's a little bit older than me, so he's on the wrong side of sixty. And I think he really summed up. You know, he said when he was farming in his in his earlier career, he said farming was all about this, and he pointed to his bicep, <laughs> like his muscle, and he said, "Now it's all about this." And guess where he pointed to? To his head. To his head, totally. So I think I mean there is still you know there's still uh, it's it's a fantastic lifestyle but I think the the challenge to actually keep it a fantastic lifestyle is actually around how you're managing the top two inches as well as you know, your physical body now, whereas I think before it you could probably um, you know earlier on in, in that farmer's career you know it was just around working physically hard long days whereas now the the, the nature of the business it's a very complex business yeah Break it down for me, um, if you wouldn't mind, John. I mean, what is it that Farmstrong does that actually appeals to you? I mean, what what are the activities? I think it's 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 very social. I think um, it 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 encourages people to get out and meet other people and and basically work out what what works for you. Is it swimming? Is it going for a run? Is it having a a pint with your mates? Is it you know just sitting down for a chat and a coffee once a week and prioritizing that? And, and just that process of going going out there and that peer-to-peer learning and talking about it. It's amazing. You know, I've obviously pestered lots of my mates about Farmstrong and told them to go online and have a look. And, you know, even filling in that brief survey, those eight questions, and make, that makes you think about, well, actually, I could do this better. I could get tips on how to sleep better, how to eat better. It's just that package that, that, that that's put together. And I think... You know, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. Bring it across to, to Scotland is a is a really sensible move for us. We've got to go through a process to find out what will work in Scotland. There's no point us just copying it. But even that process is going to be therapeutic for the industry in thinking about what they actually need. And I think teaming up with other organisations as well is an important thing for us to make sure we're not, we're not duplicating it. But there's nothing like Farmstrong in Scotland. I think that's the most appealing thing. There's nothing like Farmstrong over here at the moment. It's it's it'd be new and it'd be fresh, and I think it'd be embraced by the industry. And um, certainly getting very positive 
um, responses so far. How did you change your behaviour? What, what are you doing differently now that you weren't doing in 2018? Uh, really prioritising that time off and making sure that I'm, I'm getting those weekends off and I'm doing things in the evenings that are making sure I'm taking them away from farming, which whether it's whether it's going for a swim or going to weights, I do try and do weights twice a week. And I just go in and there's a guy in there in the gym I've led her to and um, making sure I'm, I'm right. And even just speaking to him a couple of hours a week is great for me just to get off the farm um, and switching off, just making sure I've got that time that I'm not thinking about the next shift for cattle or sheep or staff that need help or just making sure I've got that clear time for me. I'm being quite selfish about it as well. I'm being protective about that time because I know if I don't get time off for me to work on my physical mental health, it's not just me that suffers, my family suffer and my team on the farm suffer. They know when I'm going swimming regularly, I'm a better boss. So um, it's a cumulative knock-on effect there. And I definitely make better business decisions when I'm fitter, physically fitter. I actually went onto your website, Gerard, and I noted with interest that one of the things that you do try and promote is group events off farm. Why are they particularly useful? I think John's totally nailed it. That the, the, there's a very social aspect. We're human beings. We love actually connecting with other people. Sometimes, you know, if you're spending a lot of time by yourself, which a lot of farmers do, and things are not going well, uh, you can sort of, a lot of stuff can be kicking around in your head that can you can lose perspective. And uh, so actually just, you know, physically getting some time off farm, but connecting, connecting with other people can give you perspective. Um, you can have, you know, you're having a good laugh, <laughs> you know, getting, getting some physically active, but also just having a chat about how things are going for each other. And uh, sometimes you can find out that actually what you, you know, people are doing a little bit tougher than you, or you might actually just sit there and listen to someone else and find that you've helped someone just by listening to them. So the whole social side of it is, um, is, is really, really important. The eight questions that John actually referred to there in, in the initial assessment, uh, or, or um, when you're trying to figure out where you are, you know, in the scheme of things, what kind of areas do they cover? Um, actually, they cover areas that uh, when we did some foundation research before we launched, that farmers told us were the biggest challenges to their well-being, and also the, the things that they were most interested in finding out a bit more about. So, uh, actually, how you get time off the farm. Uh, is a big one. Uh, sleep is massive, <laughs> massive interest around uh, sleep. That's probably our topic whenever we do anything on sleep, get the most uh, engagement around. Other topics around body conditioning, how you keep your body. A lot of farmers struggle with pain, you know, just from carrying old injuries for that are preventable. One body, one careless owner. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, we've sort of got uh, good stuff on just, you know, uh, keeping your body in good nick. The other uh, area that came through really strongly in our foundation research was how do you deal with your headspace when things are not going well? You know, you're just lying awake at night worrying about stuff or you've got some stress going on with, you know, a relationship with one of your employees or a family or, a, you know, a worker. So how do you keep yourself in a good good headspace? So we do, uh, you know, we do a lot on that topic. Nutrition uh, and hydration has, uh, you know, was an area that... Uh, uh, people were quite interested in. And then we we also, as well as asking farmers on what the big challenges to their well-being were, we then also had a look at the science of well-being and said, you know, what were your big investment areas that it, if you wanted to improve your well-being? And uh, 
And so we've got topics on the five ways to well-being, you know, for example, uh, you know, around uh, how you can um, stay present in the moment, how you stay connected with people. Giving is a big, really good for your well-being. Uh, keeping learning uh, is also another, uh, you know, another area. So we do uh, promote topics on that as well. How does giving help? Well, it's interesting. A lot of people think the benefit of giving is for the person who's receiving, but it's actually not. And they've done really interesting studies on uh, when you, and, and I'm sure that you've experienced it as well, when you have done something for someone else, you feel bloody good. And actually what's going on in your head is you're getting all these free and legal chemicals, these endorphins that actually are released. And that's why you feel good about it. <laughs> you know, because you've actually, uh, um, you know, you've reached out and uh, and done something for someone else. So really the, uh, you know, the power of, um, of giving is, is not actually the benefit is more for the person who's giving than for the person who's receiving. I can really, really, really identify with that. COVID and, and lockdown really brought that home to me, how important the local rugby club has been to me because I've been giving there for a long time as a, as a player, then as a coach, and now as, as the, the club um, president and chairman. And, and when I didn't have the rugby club to go to throughout the week through lockdown, I, I really struggled. And afterwards, getting back and getting involved in there again and chairing meetings and, and doing a bit of coaching, it's so important. I mean, I, I really rely heavily on being able to get off farm and go there. And I went yesterday morning. I didn't really need to, to be there, but I just went and watched the kids training and I blithered to a few of the parents and just was there and being, being part of it. And it, it did me a power of good. Gerard, have you any sense of what the uptake in the New Zealand farming community has been in terms of Armstrong? Yes, yeah, we have actually. We, one thing um, we've been really strong on is measuring impact on uh, as a result of engaging with the program. We do an annual monitor of over 450 farmers. It's a random sample survey. So when farmers are trying to cook dinner in the evening, you know, there's a market research company that contacts them. Must be welcome, yeah. Yeah, but actually it's amazing. In New Zealand, I, I can't believe, over, over 15,000 farmers have agreed to be contacted by market research companies. <laughs> so we we have a you know part of the panel we go out to for the research company. And so we we benchmarked before we launched in 2015. And every year we've been tracking our impact. And uh, we've just completed the survey for this year. So we ask farmers, you know, 10 similar to these topics that I talked about before, you know, are you coping better with the ups and downs of farming? Um, are you getting more time away from the farm? Are you more connected with your community? Are you giving more? Are you taking more notice of the things that uh, you give you joy? So, we, you know, there's 10 questions like that. And we survey farmers on that. And then for farmers who've engaged with us, and we've had over 36% last year of farmers who've engaged with the programme. So in New Zealand, you know, that's over 25,000 farmers. We then go and ask them those same questions again and say, how much of a change in your well-being or an improvement would you attribute uh, to your involvement in FarmStrong? So we're getting uh, 20, 21% of farmers, that's over 17,000 farmers, are attributing an improvement in one or more of those uh, 10 areas to their involvement in FarmStrong. You know, our audience is over 125,000 people that we're wanting to reach. So we've still got a lot more work to do and a lot more people to reach. But, uh, you know, we are making progress and it, and it is working because you can improve your well-being. 
Going back to 2018, John, you know, when you met Doug Avery and obviously you're very impressed by him and, and what he had to say, you ended up chairing a steering committee looking at this. How is the, the rollout of this idea going in Scotland? Well, it's taken a little bit longer than we, we wanted, but actually I think where we are now, it's, it's sometimes you leave it, leave things with a bit of time and it, it pans out better. We're getting there. We're getting pretty close, actually. We've got the Movember Foundation involved. We, we kick-started things over in New Zealand with a bit of pump priming. Um, they're involved and, and helping us. So we're, we're getting very close. Um, I would hope later on this year, we're hoping to do a bit of a tour, a bit of a discovery tour, and that'll help us shape Farm Soil Scotland a little bit more. And then next year, the full rollout with, with everything on a very similar basis to what's happening in, in New Zealand. So, yeah, we've got a dedicated team that have been, been working on this for a while. And um, Gerard's on board now as well in, in an official capacity, which is great at keeping us right. And yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty close. When you go out to talk to people about it, you know, are there particular groups that don't um, sort of click to this? You know, it, would they tend to be younger or older or whatever? We find there's quite a a variety of who engages on an original basis. There are different areas that engage more than others. And we found that when we went and we had Doug Avery on tour as well. But yeah, it's amazing who does engage and who doesn't engage. And people have been very welcoming. It takes a minute sometimes for people, the penny to drop what Farmstrong's about. We've got to make sure we've got our clear messaging there so that people understand it quite quickly. Because they quite, we find that people quite quickly go to mental health, but it's 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 so well-being is so much more than that. It's 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 the complete package, and we're trying to address. And we're looking at, I suppose, changing culture within our industry for for men, women, farmers, crofters of all ages, and getting them involved in in the design process. And that's key. And Gerald maybe come in on this, but it's key that we get the people that are going to benefit from this involved in the design process so they can feel part of it. 100%, 110%, <laughs> you're so right. I mean, actually, at the heart of what's worked probably best for us is storytelling. You know, a lot of farmers sharing the practical things that they do to look after themselves and using the FarmStrong program as a platform to do that. And I think the changing culture that John's talked about, we've shifted it's becoming pretty normal now to talk about these things at agricultural events. You know, eight years ago uh, when we launched, it wasn't. But now it's pretty normal that farmers will, as well as turning up and talking about land stock and machinery, they'll also talk about, you know, how they're looking after themselves. We've been very lucky with, um, you know, very iconic All Black, Samuel Whitelock's our ambassador. He's both from a farming background and uh, and, uh, and and an All Black. And he's he's... He's fantastic. You know, he's really uh, lifted the lid because he's a bit of an iconic bloke for a lot of us uh, <laughs> us blokes. But he he talks about the mental skills that he's learned that he's going to take into farming and talks really openly about it. And we've had fantastic farmers who've come on board and uh, and also talked, you know, just about the practical things that they that they do to look after themselves. I kind of hesitate to ask this next question because I'm possibly introducing something which is irrelevant. I don't know. This isn't really about making your farm more profitable. It, to a certain extent, and arguably, it might be slightly less profitable, but better for you. Does that make sense? Well, it depends how you, what sort of profit you're looking for. By encouraging farmers to look after themselves better, the knock-on effect will be that they will actually make better business decisions. So I think it, profitability will come. 
that that isn't the driver here. It's about making sure you prioritise looking after yourselves for various reasons. Farmers have been talking about this and sharing their experiences around this topic for a lot more openly. And so, you know, the stories, what farmers are telling me, and, I, and, and they are using, you know, their examples, if they are working every hour of the day, year on year, and then fall over and don't work for a year, that's not very good for your, for your bottom line. You know, they take a really, they take a real profit hit. And, I, you know, another one of our champions who was a dairy farmer, I, he articulates it really well. He said, you know, when I was starting out in farming, I wouldn't, I, I thought it was a waste of money. I'd, I'd spend money on the fertiliser, um, you know, on feed, but I wouldn't spend money on a relief milker that was going to come in and give me a break so I could have one day off a week. And then I fell over. And he, and he does that now. And he said, that is the best money I spend. I don't, I don't want to push this too far, but I'm genuinely curious. The, the reason I mention this is in my line of work, I know an awful lot of people who during lockdown were doing less, you know, were actually taking in less money consequently, but were possibly happier for it. It's just in, in, interesting. If you look at the studies on income and happiness, when, once you're above, um, you know, a few thousand dollars above the low income, uh, there's no difference <laughs> in the reported of happiness levels, whether you're a multimillionaire, a billionaire, or someone who's, um, you know, just earning enough money to own a house and uh, feed themselves. That's not that's not the things that drive happiness or, um, you know, life satisfaction. Yeah, I, I think, Jared's bang on with that. I think, um, you know, I've, we've got a, a good lifestyle here, and I think, um, I think, if I was spending more time on me, our business would be more profitable. And I think making sure that my team, both family and the, the team on the farm, if we can encourage them to prioritise themselves and make sure they're in the right place, both physically and mentally, we'll get, we'll get better results. We'll, we'll be far more efficient, and I think the, the profitability will follow. I definitely think that the farm strong on the whole will add to the profitability of the Scottish industry because I just think we'll be happier and, and more content in our in our lives. And when, when you're happy and content, you make better business decisions. It's, it's really simple. If folk want to find out about Farm Strong, how do they do it? Actually, just going straight to the New Zealand website is a, is a great way of going through and, and filling in the steps, which is quite interesting to do, if, if that's okay, Jared. Um, but yeah, yes, no, of course. Farmstrong.co.nz pretty simple just google farmstrong we'll uh, we'll come up i think there's a side, i think there's a canadian cider called farmstrong as well so that might that might pop up but that's not us i did actually find the canadian cider it's it's amazing what pops up there we've got yeah. a website as well that but it, it, it's it's in development and very soon it'll be all singing all dancing but um yeah and our socials will, will get going shortly as well yeah, but as Gerard said, I mean, right now, farmstrong.co.nz. You'll get some information there. Gerard, thank you very much for your time. Oh, no, good to talk to you, Mark. And John, always good uh, listening to your wisdom. Uh, it's just fantastic to uh, hear you talking about uh, what you're trying to do over there. And, uh, yep, onward and upward. Absolutely. And John Scott from Fern Farm, nice to speak to you again too. Thank you, Mark. That's been great. No problem at all. I'm Mark Stephen. I hope you found this useful. Thank you for listening to the Quality Meat Scotland podcast. For news and to listen back to previous episodes of the podcast, 
visit qmscotland.co.uk. For Scotch beef, Scotch lamb and specially selected pork recipe videos and inspiration, visit www.scotchkitchen.com or follow Scotch Kitchen on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.